I'm glad to be back. I was in Alaska for a whole week um, for, for work purposes. We were starting a new market up there, and so I had to go up there to uh, get that all set up. But uh, up there, it doesn't get dark until after 10 o'clock. And so being back here, you know, and, and it's, it's cold up there. It was raining all week when I was up there. And so the hottest that it got while we were, we were up there was 60 degrees. And so I guess I kind of missed the, <laughs> missed the heat, right? So uh, I'm trying to um, adjust back with this weather here. Uh, we didn't get back until 2 o'clock, two, about 2, 3 o'clock this morning. So I'm still a little tired from that. But um, I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad to be here with everybody. Um, just being up there, um, it's, it's a different environment. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful state. Uh, we, we traveled around. Uh, my wife has an uncle that lives up there. He, he moved up there um, about five years ago, so he took us around, and we, you know, we, we, we did some sightseeing, and it was wonderful. It's a beautiful, beautiful state, but I don't think I can ever live there. So, <laughs> but it's great to be back. Um, the message today is the message today is poor in spirit. And as we talked about a couple weeks ago, that I'll be, I'll be teaching us and I'll be talking about the Beatitudes here in the next few weeks here. And um, as we talked about this, we, we kind of went over exactly what Matthew was trying to say in his introduction here in chapter 5. And we saw that what Matthew was doing, what Matthew was, the thing that Matthew was doing was that he was making a great distinction between Jesus Christ and everybody else. He was making this great distinction of exactly who Jesus Christ was, exactly who this person is that is going to preach this sermon on the mount. And as Jesus Christ opened up his mouth and as he, as he started to preach, as he, as he started to teach, the first word out of his mouth was the, was the word blessed, blessed. And just as the Old Testament closed up with that word destruction or that word cursed, Jesus Christ started his sermon with blessed. And Matthew really wanted us to see exactly who Jesus is, who this person that is preaching, who this person that is teaching us about the Beatitudes, who he is. And Matthew wanted us to see that he's not like any other person ever before. Matthew wanted us to see that this person, this Jesus Christ, is actually someone that is far much more superior than even Moses himself. Because as Moses went up on the hill to get the laws of God and to speak on behalf of God, Jesus Christ, he went up on the mountainside. He went up on this hill and Jesus Christ simply spoke. He simply spoke. He did not wait for any directions because he simply spoke because he is God himself, the son of God speaking. And so we spoke about that. We spoke about these things. And one of the hard things about teaching about the Beatitudes is that sometimes, sometimes when we look at this, we often look at these things as certain standards for us to live up to. And we often look at these things as certain standards for us as Christians that we need to uphold. And many times our, our, our religious, our, our human nature causes that in us, that, that these are things that we must do. But we have to understand first and foremost that these are not things that we are to do, but these are things that God is going to work through us and in us as Christians. As we come to God, that this is what God is going to do through us. And, and as Christians, our job is not to live up to these standards, but as Christians, our job is simply to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, to simply surrender our lives to Christ. And this is not about upholding some, some religious standards, but it is about a relationship 
in which we surrender ourselves to Christ, in which we surrender ourselves to God, in which we, in which we submit ourselves to Christ. As the song we're singing about, all, all to Jesus I surrender. All to Jesus I surrender. And that's what this is all about. And I know a lot of times when I talk about the Beatitudes, a lot of times people often come up to, up to me and they say, they'll say to me, you know what, Pastor, I can never do that. I can never do that. And that's true. I can never do these things. You can never do these things. None of us can ever do these things. As Christ spoke, he spoke against the human nature. He spoke against everything that we could do. And that's why Jesus Christ said, that's why Jesus Christ says that what is impossible with man, it is possible with God. You see, this line here that Jesus Christ was speaking about, that what is impossible with man is possible with God, this thing is actually, Jesus Christ was actually, in context, talking about salvation. He was talking about salvation because he was saying for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God, it's, it's much more difficult than even for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And his disciple says, then who can be saved? And Jesus says, you know what? Even if this seems impossible to man, it is possible through God. Because all things comes from God. All things comes from God only. He's the one that works things in us. And he's the one that works things through us. And a lot of times, a lot of times as Christians, we become so, so frustrated with our lives because we're trying to uphold something. We're trying to live up to something. Instead of just simply submitting ourselves to Christ that says, Jesus, it's all about you. It's all about you. And let you do your work in me. I cannot do these things, but I have faith that you can work them out for me and that you will work it out for me. And this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. The word blessed here means happiness. It's about having an eternal happiness, an eternal happiness that nothing can ever change that. That in your circumstances, no matter what kind of circumstances you'll be in, no matter where you find yourself in, that you will always have that joy in your heart. You'll always have that joy in your heart. Even if you're going through good times, even if you're going through bad times, you'll always have this eternal joy, this eternal happiness in your heart. And it's all predicated upon having faith in Christ. It's all based upon just having faith in God. And the first beatitude that, that Jesus spoke about is the idea of being poor in spirit, about being poor in spirit. You see, a lot of times when I teach about this, people often think, well, we can't do that. And that is exactly what Jesus Christ means when he says the poor in spirit. It's that, you, it's that blessed, the one who is going to have this eternal joy in their hearts is the one who understands that he cannot do it. You see, you, you understand that you cannot do these things. You understand that salvation is impossible. You understand that you cannot achieve salvation by yourself. You understand that apart from Jesus Christ, that there is absolutely nothing that you can do. And you understand who you are before Christ. This is not about financial poverty. A lot of people often talk about financial poverty, that being a Christian, sometimes people say, you know, to be a Christian, you need to be poor or so forth. But that's not what the Bible is talking about here. It's talking about spiritual poverty. It is talking about you understanding exactly your need for Jesus Christ. The world teaches us that the solution to our issues, the solution to our problems in this world is to have more self-esteem. 
And that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But Jesus Christ is teaching us that the solution to a problem, it's not about that, but it's about having faith in Christ. Knowing and understanding that apart from God, you can do absolutely nothing. A lot of times people, they go around and they, they say, you know, those people who, who depend on their own ideas, who depends on their own financial means, who depends on themselves so much, these type of people, they would never come to God. You see, for the, for the Jewish culture, they were, they were a very religious culture. For the Greeks, they were, they were a very intellectual culture. For the Romans, they were a very powerful culture. And many of these things prevented them to come to God because they were relying on these things. But Jesus Christ came and he spoke against all of that. Imagine what these people were thinking as Jesus Christ was proclaiming these beatitudes to them. When he's saying that it's not about power, it's not about being so intellectually gifted, it's not about being very religious, but it's simply about understanding that you can do absolutely nothing without God. That it is about knowing and understanding that you need God. That every single thing in your life is in need of God. That's one of the greatest revelations for me in my own life, in my own faith, in my own journey. It's to come to understand that I cannot, I cannot even take a breath without God. I cannot even bend down to, to tie my shoes without God. I cannot even speak a word without God, that all things, that even, even the, the, the things that we see as the most, as the least um, important of things, even these things we cannot do without God, that we need God to do these things, things that we take for granted, the, the little things that we take for granted, it's all dependent upon God giving it to us. You see, that's when we start to find joy in our relationship with Christ. That's when we start to find joy in our, Christian, in our Christianity, in our Christian faith. It's when we start to begin to understand that I need God. I need the Holy Spirit. I can't do this, but God can do it. So it's not about me doing all of this stuff for God, but it's about me just surrendering and letting God work through me. And as those during the times of Jesus Christ, even as they as they were establishing their own kingdom, as they were establishing the kingdom of men with their own power, with their own intellect, with their own religion, Jesus Christ is saying, no, those things are, are not the things that are going to help you. But the things that are going to help you, the reward for, for the kingdom of God, for you to inherit the kingdom of God, is to understand that you first need him, that you first need him. If you don't understand that, if we don't understand that, we simply, we simply cannot enter the kingdom of God, or we will not enter the kingdom of God. A man who sees himself as being superior than anything else will never enter into the kingdom of God. I got a funny story because when I was doing my, as I was doing my um, psychological assessment with the Methodist Church because, um, you know, I came, I'm new here, so they, they put me through the psychological assessment. And uh, my, the psychologist came back, and he says, Chang, we're a little worried about you. And I say, why, why is that? And he said, um, <laughs> you're way too confident. You know, there's, you're way too confident. So um, we don't know if you'll, you'll ever be able to, you know, we don't know if you can work with other people. So how, how do you explain that? And, um, and I told them, um, I, I don't have any confidence at all in myself. But my confidence is in God, and it's always in God. 
God is the one that's working. God is the one that's that's uh, doing these things to me. I, I don't know if the psychologist understood that. Because <laughs> I, I, I come from a theological background, and of course, he comes from a psychological background. So I don't know if he understood that, but that's what I told him. So, and, but I guess, he, I, guess um, I must have said something right, because here I am, right? So <laughs> yeah, I'm here. So. Yeah, but uh, it's just about understanding that we need God. That's what, you know, we need God, and we can't do anything without God. And so when you look at these things and you, you say, you know, I, I can't do that. Remember, that's actually the first thing, the first thing for you to enter the kingdom of God is to understand that you can't do it. And that's why you would come to Jesus Christ. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much, Father. We thank you so much. We know that um, as people, we, we simply can't do the things that you ask of us, Father. Everything that you teach us is against our nature, against our will, Father. But regardless, Father, we also understand and we have faith that if we surrender to you, that you will work these things in us and through us. And, Father, we have faith in that. And so we ask you to do that for us, Father. And we give you all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.